0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Welcome. My name is Dr. Jean Elwing, and I'm a professor of medicine and the director of the Pulmonary Hypertension Program at the University of Cincinnati. I will be talking with you today about change in reveal like two scores predicting outcomes in patients with pulmonary arterial hypertension in the patent study. This was recently published by Dr. Raymond Benz and colleagues in the Journal of Heart and Lung Transplantation. Let's start with a little bit of background. Regular risk assessment of patients with PAH using a multidimensional approach is recommended and can aid clinicians in determining individual clinical management plans and optimizing patient outcomes to attain the overall treatment goal of achieving a low-risk status. Several effective risk assessment tools using a range of different variables have been developed, including risk equations from the French Pulmonary Hypertension Registry, the Comparative Prospective registry on newly initiated therapies for pulmonary hypertension or Compara, the Swedish PAH risk score, and the registry to evaluate early and long-term PAH disease management or Reveal. Recently, an updated Reveal version, Reveal Light Two, was developed to further refine risk prediction. Reveal Light reduced the numbers of variables from the 12 used in the original reveal to six non-invasive variables and excluded some non-modifiable variables. Let's talk about study rationale. Riociguat is a soluble guanylate cyclase stimulator approved for the treatment of PAH and inoperable or persistent and recurrent chronic thromboembolic pulmonary hypertension. In the PATENT 1 and PATENT 2 studies of ria in patients with PAH, 12 weeks of RIA-SIGWAT decreased the REVEAL and REVEAL-2 scores. Lower REVEAL scores were associated with an improvement in survival and clinical worsening free survival in the long-term extension, PATENT 2. This post-hoc analysis of the PATENT studies that we're going to discuss today aimed at investigating the effect of Sigwat on reveal light 2 scores and the association of reveal light 2 and long-term outcomes in patients with PAH. Now let's talk a little bit about the patent studies. Patent 1 was a randomized, double-blind, 12-week, placebo-controlled study of Sigwat, up to 2.5 milligrams maximum three times daily, or an exploratory dose capped at 1.5 milligrams max three times daily, or placebo in patients with PAH. Patent 2 was an open-label extension in which all patients received reaciguat up to 2.5 milligrams three times daily. All patients who completed patent 1 and enrolled in patent 2 were included in the analysis we're discussing today. Reveal light 2 was developed using data from the reveal registry of patients consisting of all WHO group 1 PAH subgroups except for pulmonary hypertension of the newborn. The six parameters used in reveal light 2 are as follows, renal insufficiency, functional class, blood pressure, heart rate, walk distance, and BNP. For this analysis, reveal light two scores were calculated at baseline, patent one baseline, patent one week 12, and patent two week 12. Missing values of score components for the latter visits were imputed using the last observation carried forward. Patients were stratified into three risk strata based on their reveal light two scores at baseline and patent 1 week 12, with a low score of 1 to 5, intermediate 6 to 7, and a high score of 8 or more. reveal Light 2 risk strata were based on Reveal 2.0 risk scores using a subpopulation of patients in Reveal who had survived one or more years after enrollment. Change in reveal Light 2 scores and risk strata for the SIGWAT 2.5 mg max and placebo groups in Patent 1 were assessed as previously described for reveal. Kaplan-Meier estimates were used to calculate survival and clinical worsening-free survival, measured from the start of Patent 2, and included pooled data from patients receiving Reasigut 2.5 mg max, those receiving Reasigut 1.5 mg, and those receiving placebo in Patent 1. Clinical worsening was defined as first occurrence of any of the following events. Death, transplantation, atrial septostomy, hospitalization due to pulmonary hypertension, start of new specific pH medicines, persistent decrease of 15% or more from baseline 6-minute walk distance, and persistent worsening of functional class. Associations between Reveal Light 2 score at baseline and Patent 1 week 12 with survival and clinical worsening free survival were assessed using a Cox proportional hazard model, including the Reveal Light 2 score at baseline or Patent 1 week 12 and study treatment as covariates. The relationship between change in score from baseline to Patent 1 week 12 and survival and clinical worsening free survival was assessed using a Cox proportional hazard model, including baseline, change from baseline and reveal light 2 score, and study treatment as covariates. Concordant indices were calculated for prediction of survival or clinical worsening free survival within one year after the start of patent 2 based on the original reveal and reveal light 2 at baseline and week 12. Now let's talk about the baseline characteristics of the patients in both Patent 1 and Patent 2. A total of 443 patients were treated in Patent 1. Of those, 254 were in the max dose reaciguan of 2.5 mg three times daily. 63 were in the 1.5 mg max dose and 126 were in the placebo group. The majority of these patients, 396 or 89%, went on and entered patent 2 and were included in this analysis. Of those, 231 received the max dose of reacigot of 2.5 milligrams three times daily, 56 were in the 1.5 milligram group, and 109 in the placebo group. Baseline characteristics of the patients in patent 2 were similar to those who entered patent 1. Now let's discuss some of the findings from this analysis, and I'd like to point your attention to this table. This is looking at Reveal Light 2 scores in patients in patent 1 and patent 2. Let's concentrate on the top section This is looking at Reveal Light 2 scores in patients in Patent 1 at baseline and week 12, and comparing those who received Rea 2.5 milligrams max three times a day to those receiving placebo. And we see that those patients receiving Rea 2.5 milligram max three times a day had a reduction in their Reveal Light 2 score from 6.0 plus or minus 2.2 to 5.2 plus or minus 2.3. And when we look at the placebo group, we don't see a significant change in their Reveal Light 2 score. If we look at those same Patent 1 patients at baseline who had a Reveal score, as I mentioned, of 6 plus or minus 2.2, their Reveal Light 2 score in Patent 2 at week 12 had a further reduction to 4.8 Plus or minus 2.4. So how can we sum this up? We can say the Reveal Light 2 score significantly improved with Reasiguat 2.5 milligram max three times a day in Patent 1 from baseline to week 12, as compared to the placebo counterparts that did not have significant change. At Patent 2 week 12, there were further improvements observed. In those REASIGWAT 2.5 milligram max three times a day exposed group. Now let's look at this data in a little bit more detail. Earlier we talked about three risk groups: low, intermediate, and high risk based on reveal light two scores. And now we'll look at how those risk group proportions change with exposure to REASIGWAT versus placebo. I'd like to direct your attention to the left-hand side of the screen, and you'll look here at baseline. The group exposed to Sigwat in Patent 1 had 43% low-risk individuals enrolled. When they were exposed to Sigwat 2.5 milligrams three times daily, the proportion of low-risk patients increased from 43% to 59% and it further increased to 65% when they entered into Patent 2 at week 12. This is in contrast to the placebo-exposed group, where you can see here at baseline to week 12 in Patent 1, there was no significant change in the proportion of those risk groups. However, when they rolled over into Patent 2 and were exposed to Ria Sigua, the low risk group increased. Now I would like to direct your attention to the right-hand side of the screen. And we're going to look at the proportion of patients with improved, stable, or worsened reveal Light 2 risk scores from baseline to patent 1 week 12 and baseline to patent 2 week 12. And you'll see that the SIGWAT exposed patients at 2.5 milligrams three times a day 51% of the participants in this group had an improvement over that first 12 weeks of patent 1. And 60% had improvement when they were followed out to week 12 of patent 2. If you look at the placebo-treated group, when they enrolled in patent 2 and were exposed to SIGWAT, 57% of them had improvement in their reveal risk score. Now let's talk a little bit more about the reveal light two wrist strata changes. In each wrist stratum, a higher proportion of patients receiving riociguat 2.5 milligrams three times daily maximum either stabilized or improved wrist stratum from baseline to patent one week twelve as compared to placebo. However, former placebo patients experienced improvements in wrist strata that were similar to those observed in the reasigwat 2.5 mg three times daily maximum at patent 1 week 12 an association of reveal light two scores and long term outcomes were also assessed in this analysis It was found that a one-point difference in Reveal Light 2 score at Patent 1 baseline or Week 12 was associated with a 21% and 24% reduction in relative risk of death in Patent 2, respectively. A Cox Proportional Hazards model, including baseline change from baseline at Patent Week 12 and main study treatment as covariates, showed that change in Reveal Light 2 score from baseline to Patent 1, Week 12, was significantly associated with survival with the p-value of 0. 0.0002. A one-point change in Reveal Light 2 score from baseline to Patent 1, Week 12, was associated with a 23% reduction in the relative risk of death in Patent 2. The C indices for a prediction of survival within one year after the start of Patent 2, based on Reveal Light 2 at Baseline and Week 12, were 0.57 and 0.67 respectively, and were consistent with those of the original reveal applied to patent studies. Change in Reveal Light 2 scores from Baseline to Patent 1 Week 12 were also significantly associated with clinical worsening-free survival. Survival was also assessed based on risk strata of low, intermediate, and high-risk groups. Kaplan-Meier curves for survival were significantly different between risk strata at baseline and Patent 1, Week 12. Although curves for intermediate and high-risk scores at baseline showed a similar risk in the observation period, and for change in risk stratum from baseline at patent 1, week 12. Clinical worsening free survival was significantly different across reveal light 2 risk strata when risk was assessed at baseline and at patent 1, week 12. Putting this all together, this analysis of reveal light 2 scoring in patients from the patent studies showed us that ria significantly improved reveal light 2 scores and risk stratum in patients with pulmonary arterial hypertension, and more patients receiving Sigwat were able to achieve low risk status. Reveal Light 2 and its original Reveal scores at baseline and week 12 were significantly associated with survival and clinical worsening free survival in patients with PAH receiving Sigwat. Similar to the concept with the French non-invasive risk stratification, Reveal Light 2 uses fewer risk variables than REVEAL and REVEAL 2.0, and supports the notion that this may be a viable methodology for accurate risk prediction in patients with PAH. There are some potential study limitations. C and should be interpreted with caution as there are only a small number of patients in the intermediate and high-risk categories and a low number of overall events. The use of condensed three-category model may have reduced the distinction between the intermediate and high-risk groups. And due to the small number of patients and events in patent, a direct comparison between Reveal Light and the French non-invasive approach in patent is not statistically viable. Thank you all for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this discussion of the change in Reveal Light risk score predicting outcomes in patients with pulmonary arterial hypertension in the patent study. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.